When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up, people? Adam Hunter here, bringing you a great podcast. I got three great guests today. I have Gridarshan. St. Lion Mangat was a 1FC fighter. He's 15 and 2. Dude started fighting when he was 22 years old. He was like 22. He was an accountant. He's like, you know what? I want to become a fighter. And now he's one of the best guys in the world. He's best pound per, per, pound, per pound Indian fighter in the world. How cool is that? It's not Russell Peters. It's Gardarian Mangat. Uh, I hope I didn't just butcher his name. But the guy is awesome. He came to my show in Vancouver. Just this nice guy with his wife, and I was like, I'm a fighter. I didn't even, I didn't know who he was, and now I know who he is now. The dude's a, he's a beast, and he's got a great story. We also have Isaac Valley Flag, the guy who was a year ago arrested for heroin and, and drugs, and now he's killing it in bare knuckle boxing. 3 0 in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, he was in the UFC, he was in Strike Force, he is a man on a mission. He just stopped Melvin Gallard in BKB last Saturday night. He, uh, He's awesome. Isaac, he's 41, and he's in the best shape of his life, and he's killing it. We're going to talk to him, as well as a guy who I think is going to be the millionaire. He's going to win it. Mohamed Darice. They call him Mo Muscle, and he won his fight, and now he's in the tournament in the PFL, 20 million bucks. And you're getting this podcast because you endorsed me on Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N, forward slash Adam Hunter, Rockfin. They've been really good to me. So if you enjoy the podcast and the extra stuff, tell everybody. Go to adamhunter.com uh, or tell everyone that on Twitter, Instagram, that uh, you're getting some good stuff on Rockfin. And uh, I'll keep making podcasts and I'll keep doing it because you guys are awesome. And I love my fans and I love the fighters and I love my dog and I love my daughter and my wife and my three cats. And uh, just a lot, a lot of love going on today. So thank you guys so much. Take care, and let's get to the podcast. First, we're going to talk to uh, Muhammad Mo Muscle Duris. All right, I'm talking to you, Mo Muscle Muhammad Duris. How are you? Oh, good. You already know it's Mo Muscle. Oh my god, <laughs> you uh, you wrecked that guy. Uh, oh, you went right through him. Yeah, man. Um, you know he was he was uh he was looking at me kind of crazy during the weigh-ins and stuff and then he's like he's just like when we was in the cage to me it seemed like he was like really overconfident that he was going to win and that just pissed me off even more now he kicked you in like the nuts and then yeah right afterwards when charging at you which, <laughs> which is not cool at all yeah yeah usually you know say people dap you up you know like yeah my bad or something like my bad or something before you know what i'm saying but he just come running at me like oh he he, he smelled blood or something and uh, you know, I had to Spartan kick him in the chest. 
Uh, I was uh, I was super impressed, and then you just got him out quickly. You just were like, all right, enough of this. Was it kind of like enough of the shenanigans? Like, get out of here? Yeah, man, I I didn't want to. We we we've been planning, man. Uh, me and my coaches planned on going there, and we wanted the first round finish. So, uh, you know, even throughout throughout the whole first part of the fight, my coach kept telling me to work my way in and and let some hands go. And I just had to figure out my range with him. And then like when he came running at me, he pretty much put himself in my range. So ended up working out for me. Yeah, well, it was awesome. I mean, it was super impressive. Uh, and you know, and even in the in the mama's boys, but you were winning that fight. Yeah, exactly, man. I was dominating that fight. I, I and, and it's just, as I said, that that pissed me off too because I got caught slipping. And usually a way that that never happens to me. Like I practice, practice jujitsu all the time. I'm actually leveling up pretty high in jujitsu, and that's like a basic move he caught me in. So you know, I felt bad, you know, and I felt you know, so that we had definitely bounced back after that one with a vengeance. Let me let me call you back in one second because it's like some friction. I'll call you back in one second. Yeah, all right, perfect. You're lost like to a guy that was so much better than you, or you gotta lose that way. Yeah, like you know, usually when you lose, you wouldn't actually lose, you know. So when you, when you go in there and you're dominating and they get caught like that, it's like man. And you know they they building up the narrative and you can see the man's picture on every all the posters and stuff talking about he's this and that. I'm like oh my god, like if I would have won, that definitely would have me, and I should have won. So they should have had me all over the <laughs> all over the flyers and stuff. Okay. But um, it, it is what it is. Overlooking you, I feel like uh, I mean, and, and I don't know why. I mean, you're you were like what? You're now what nine and one? Uh, yeah, yeah, eight and one. Eight and one. You were a state champion wrestler. You were a college football player. I mean, yep. these guys are just people are just, are just sleeping on you. Yeah, and, and that's good because they, they can keep sleeping on me, and they're gonna be sleeping in the cage too. So <laughs> you know, it is it is what it is. Sleep all they want because that's what they're gonna be doing. Now, uh, you did have a loss trying to get onto the Ultimate Fighter uh, yeah. to um, uh, Toledo Roundtree, and you lost yep. to Kelvin Tiller. Is it you only lose to black guys? Is it like a. <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's hard for me to pull it through with my brothers. You know? <laughs> That's, That's the, the answer to the question, I guess. <laughs> oh, it just seems like maybe they should, because against the Eastern European guys, the Russian guys, you can put them on <laughs> <laughs> just because you're just very pro-black, so you're like you know. I guess I guess that's why I took out Mike Kyle too, because he probably half so you know that oh, that kind of. Mike Kyle, right. <laughs> but no, I don't know, man. Like the uh, Ultimate Fighter man is that weight cut killed me. You know, I was already struggling to make light heavyweight, and then finally, you know, and, and the same thing with that match. I was dominate. I dominated the whole first round, and then I was just so exhausted that I, I couldn't really do nothing coming out of the second round. He just, you know, he took the opportunity, you know, to get that W. So. Well, listen, yeah. man. I, honestly, you know what I like about you, man. You're a nice guy. You're a humble guy. I made that joke about you having a receding hairline, and you retweeted <laughs> it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I was cracking. I was cracking up. I was literally, I was literally laughing out loud. Not, not just the oh, LOL. Man. Like I was literally laughing. I was cracking up, dude. I was like, yo, because you made it. You made it funny too. Oh, you know what I'm saying? The punchline was perfect. The club, so you know. The, the punchline was perfect because you know those those jokes get a little old sometimes. But the way you dropped it, it was like perfect. I was, I was dying laughing. I even showed my coach, and he was cracking up. Oh, thank you. Now, now you came from a tough man. You have, you have, you have sixteen siblings. Yeah, yeah, Did man. There's a lot of parents didn't know about condoms or pulling out. Nah, you know they, they, they. My dad, my dad was an OG pimp. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't pulling out nothing. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Sixteen siblings, all by the same woman. No, yeah, I had um, just two. Each had eight. Each had My mom had eight. Oh, Another okay. one had eight. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just eight, wow. you know. <laughs> I mean, your dad's got some incredible, like, he's responsible for, like, every. And it's, it's every an even number, eight. too. It's eight girls and eight boys, too. I don't know how he did it, but. Wow. That's, and they, 
and they used to pick on you, right? They used to like make you work for dinner, and you were like to get a kid that got picked on all the time. Yeah, well, I was the oldest, but my 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 other I have one brother older than me. Um, he didn't have the same mom, so we didn't always live together. But we lived together a lot. Whenever we lived together, he would always stay messing with me. You know, when we was really when we was really young, he was with me a lot, and he's always messing with me, like beat me up and stuff. And so I remember one day, my I went my dad. He didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, hey, how how if somebody punches you, do I stop it? And my dad was a martial artist. He said, oh yeah, you block punch, block punch. So one day, my little brother, my brother's big brother, had me on the ground in a full mount. Back before we knew what a full mount was. And uh, he went to throw a punch. I blocked, punched him in the nose. He was bleeding. I got up, ran, hit. And then my my brother went and told my dad. My dad asked me what happened. I said, I did what you told me. He oh, started cracking up. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you, man. Well, I, I read that if you win the million dollars, you're going to put it back into the community, which is yeah, yeah. really cool, man. Really cool. Yeah, man. You know, just the way I came up, man, I saw a lot of people, and even still now, like, a lot of people who are uh, who struggling and stuff, man. And if I can, if I can help out, and it's not, it's not just – just giving people money as far as how most people think, oh, I'm just going to go give people a bunch of money. It's more of, you know, we're going to start start different programs, um, some stuff to educate people about how to manage their money, educate people how to, um, you know, find find work and stuff like that, manage their time and stuff, you know what I mean? And, well, that's and, and really give, nice, man. I mean, you're, yeah. you're a role model. Now, are you married? Do you have kids? Yeah, uh, my wife, Danielle, uh, been with her for like seven, eight years almost, oh, almost eight years now. Um we have three children, Joseph is eight, Malik six, and Ari is two. You know, so I got my little tribe. Ain't, 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 ain't matching up to my pop's tribe, but I got my little I got my little my little clan here. Nice. And now is your wife cool with you get money in the community or she's like, Hell no, you're giving it to me and like the kids. She's more like give me a little stank look like all right, how 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 much you giving away now? Well, you give me my money first, right? <laughs> as long as I get mine, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, I think you're gonna do it, man. I'm putting the money on you because you got now. Awesome. You're, fight, you're fighting Jared Rochelle. He's a four-time All-American wrestler. Uh, yep. He's got the most uh, wins ever in Oklahoma State uh, as mm. a heavyweight. But he goes to sleep a lot. Yeah, he likes to he likes to go to sleep. He likes to go to sleep, and you know what I'm saying that's what we, that's what we were trying to you know get that pillow ready, tuck him in the bed. But um, my my brother, I have I have a little brother who wrestled. He was all he was ended up actually being. I think he was one match away from being an All American. He wrestled four years in college, and every summer he used to come home and wrestle me, and he never beat me not once. You wow. know, I, 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 I pinned him on multiple occasions. So, you know, he's always telling me even back then, man, you should come wrestle, man. You can be a national champ. Man, you can come wrestle. You can be a national champ. You know, and I just, you know, I had the football going earlier. And then after that, you know, I was just, I was trying to find if I was going to keep playing football. And I just discovered MMA. So, you know, that really, that route wasn't my route. But, you know, wrestling, I, I've been wrestling. I'm a high-level wrestler. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people sleep that. So I hope, I hope, you know, he comes in. I know, I know, like I said, I know how to wrestle. I know how to fight. I know as a wrestler what I was uncomfortable with, and you know, and he's definitely a, a good wrestler. We're not going to try to give him his game. We're going to make him our game. Now, I read that you would have made possibly in the NFL, but you had a groin injury. You think that's what this guy was like was going for? He had like known that, so he that's why he like, kicked you in the. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> Probably I didn't look at it that way, but <laughs> maybe he did his research and he did his research on me. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Mo Muscle, where can people find you? You can find me on uh find me on Twitter, Instagram, Mo Muscle. Um, you can find me on uh on Facebook, Mohammed Mo Muscle Darius or Mohammed Darius official fighter page. Um, I'm, I'm all over the place. Mo Muscle is the name. You already know how we do. Mo Muscle, don't tussle. You end up in the body bag. No duffel. That's how we do it. I love it. You Your boy. When, I, when, I, when you rap it, when I do. But thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're the best, and have a great rest of the week, man. 
appreciate it, man. Love y'all. Shout out to everybody in Cali. Trying to get out there soon. Al, please let me know when you do. Definitely will. Thank you, Mo Muscle. Now, let's talk to Gardashian Mangat. St. Lion, they call him. 15-2 in the 1FC on a six-fight winning streak. The man, the myth, the legend. Let's talk to him. Home for pound, best Indian fighter in the world. Gardashian St. Lion, how are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Good. I mean, I met you in Vancouver. I had, you came to my comedy show. I had no idea that you were like royalty, man. No, I ain't royalty, man. I just, I just keep to myself and do my thing, man. Dude, you're 15 and two. You're, 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 yeah. you're one FC. You, you're on a six fight winning streak. You're killing it, man. Yeah. Well, at that time, I hadn't even made my debut. I just signed with them that time when I came to your show. But this year has been pretty crazy, man. First but you were still at that point like then. eleven and two or eight and one or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was thirteen and two still. So yeah. Yeah, man, you're you're doing really well. I mean, you're you're getting up there with the point where you're actually going to be like the the main guy at one FC pretty soon. That's the plan, man. I'm taking all the million people from around the world, all the Indians around the world with me, and I'm hoping that one is the place where I pull it all off, man. And I was re- by the way, I'm actually opening for Russell Peters this week. Uh, Oh, Friday, no and Friday and Saturday, so I'm, I'm going to tell him all about you. Oh, well, I was just talking to him yesterday. We, we oh, talked really? all the time. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just talking to him yesterday. Sure. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. No like, um, yeah, when I go out to Las Vegas to do my training camps, I stay at his house. That's the reason I'm able to do my camps in Las Vegas now is because uh, he lets me stay at his home. So I've oh, got here two I am camps trying now. to drop his name. It's cool in front of No, no. I'm all the Indians stick together, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I was... Uh, I was reading about you, man. I had no idea that you were you were like a 21-year-old, like, accountant, like, nerd yeah. guy, and you're watching TV, and then all of a sudden you see uh, Rich Franklin, and you're like, I yeah. can do that, and then you became a fighter with no training. Yeah, no training, dude. It was uh, 22. I was finishing up my last year and a half in accounting. I moved up to Vancouver to become a full-time accountant. I came on scholarships. And I had no aspirations of becoming an athlete in any type of sports or anything. Um, I was just trying to get a safe financial job where I can pay my bills and just live average, I guess. And uh, accounting was the best way to stay out of trouble and still be able to build a life. And that's kind of the mindset I was kind of given, I grew up with, was just to, uh, you know, get financially stable because my parents are first generation from India and stuff. And their only goal is make sure their kids are stable and stuff and that's usually the mindset that we grow up with and only to move to Vancouver and I realized when I finally got an opportunity to think on my own and kind of uh build myself from nothing and realize man I actually do have dreams and so what, little did I know that MMA would be the way that I go though so what did your parents say when you uh when you when, when you told them, them hey I'm actually gonna uh drop out of college or like I'm only gonna drop my job to yeah somewhere. It wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. Um, it wasn't even good for the first, let's say, first five, six years because I literally went from knowing that my life was kind of figured out to uh, literally having $5 in my pocket because I basically had gone down this MMA road. And, and you know as well as I do that as an amateur, you make no money. It's more investing in than you get anything out. You don't get paid as an amateur fighter. Then even turning pro, you're barely making anything else make it. $500 a show and uh, training camps, you know, cost hundreds of dollars and stuff. And then I had made the move to Montreal to go train at TriStar Gym. So I moved out there 
And over there, I was paying rent and stuff, and checks started to bounce. Stuff started going into overdraft, and just everything kind of fell apart. Um, Inside the gym, the training was just amazing. Outside the gym, it was just life was just had fallen, fallen to hell. Where like getting punched in the face was almost the best thing because it would let me forget for that hour and a half that there were so many issues waiting outside the gym. But as soon as the training session was over, this heavy anxiety would just kind of take over me and. uh, I knew there were so many other issues outside, and um, yeah, it, it was probably the toughest four or five years um, at that time. Plus, whenever like uh, like I would get on the phone with my parents, I couldn't tell them that listen, like I'm this deep into this and I've fallen apart this much. Like they were, and also they were having to tell lies to people too, right? They were. There's no Indian parent that really wants to be like, listen, my kid was going to become this good, successful accountant. Now he's becoming a professional fight, cage fighter. Like at that time, MMA wasn't even really accepted. This was like 2009, where where MMA wasn't even legal in Vancouver yet. So I was always having to jump over the border and go fight in in small towns in Washington to even get fights in and stuff. And like, well, in like high school gyms and stuff. So um, it wasn't already accepted by a lot of people, let alone the Indian community, let alone my family. So I was fighting an uphill battle from day one and just trying to keep to myself and just trying to fight through it that wow. I wasn't going to walk away from this. But there was definitely, there was a lot, a lot of days when my suitcase was packed, it was sitting by the door and I was ready to catch a flight home and just be like, listen, um, I gave it a shot. Let's go back to the, uh, the secure way of life now. When did they finally come around? Um, or have they finally came around? Uh, I don't even know when they fully came around. I think all they ever wanted was to me be able to take care of myself and know that uh like now i have a wife i'm married um and i'm able to provide right and my me and my wife we work together and we're able to like we also run uh, my group home in our home so we work with high risk use we got two kids that live with us in my home oh and, wow uh, so we yeah so we do a lot of community work and plus i was able to allow me to do clean camp so i never wanted to do a job that was just to do a job i want to do something that where i could do change where i could make change in the community at the same time and um, if you ever come to our house, it's probably one of the most dynamic, like I call it the real full house. It has the most dynamic characters <laughs> in it. It has, like, you know, we got high risk use. I have a lot of personality and kids that come from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of, uh, troubled ways. And then you got my wife who comes from a different culture. I come from a different culture. Yeah, your wife is super um, hot when I met her. <laughs> yeah, good job so with so that. So my wife is Hindu and I'm sick. So that's two different parts of India. So when I came with the idea that I was going to marry this woman, uh, that didn't go over well either because there's oh so much Oh, my God. So you say your parents, hey, guess what? I'm not an accountant, and now I'm marrying uh, yeah. Indian, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a big Indian. That's, that's oh. exactly how they summarize it all up. They're like, you have nothing but stress stuff in our life. But now, look, I, 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 I stuck to my ways. Um, I made, like, you know, I'm financially okay now. I, I, I have an amazing wife that supports me, and I think my parents love her more than they love me. Uh, I'm in one championship now. And, and it always like kind of, it's always nice to reflect now. Obviously there's going to be more challenges ahead that I'll probably reflect to this time, but it just lets me know that, listen, man, there's a lot of storms you got to go through, but, but stuff always kind of eventually will pass. And that strength that you gained during that time will come in handy at this moment. So I uh, love it. A lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. But one time I was on stage the time and I asked a girl, I'm like, Oh, are you Indian? She goes, I'm sick. And I said, I hope you feel better. <laughs> 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 the crowd. Thank God you laughed. Otherwise, it would have been really awkward. Um, <laughs> no, no. But that's really great, man. So when's your next fight? Um, 
So far, this year is probably the most active I've been. I've already got two in. There's a chance. I think there might be one more in November, hopefully Singapore. Um, right now, I'm just kind of um, – the one thing is I would go away to Vegas to do my camps and stuff, and then I go finish off my training camps at Tiger Muay Thai over in Phuket. So all together, since I've done two flights already, I've been home with my wife for seven weeks of this year. Oh, my and, God. And uh, now, like, you know, she's been fully supportive, but, like, we're fully – we're a part of a lot of the time. Well, so, let me know if you want me to stay and, like, hang out with her because she's very Yeah, hot. yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to make up for a lot of time right now, but she's in Montreal right now, and I'm over here in Vancouver, so it's oh like, you God. know, we're barely, we, we try to make time when we can, and she'll be back soon, and then, yeah, like, everybody, we're just trying to catch up on all that family time we missed on because when I'm in Vegas, she needs to hold it down here for me. Uh, now you, her family you, lives in Montreal. And I thought you train with, like, GSP, you train with Frankie Edgar, you train with some of the best. Who's the best guy you ever trained with? Um, I'm going to have to say Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty Mouse, but there's so many, like, it depends on, like, there's so many different types of good fighters, I like to say. Obviously, uh, when I first, one of the first big fighters I ever met, and the reason I moved to Montreal was to train at Five Star Gym, and George St. Pierre was there, and this is the guy that I kind of, almost kind of model myself around the guy. Like when I started learning about MMA fighters, he was one of the first people after Rich Franklin. And just knowing that we had a very similar background coming up, like, you know, being picked on and uh, just kind of, and just meeting him, like just knowing I had posters all over my wall and then walking to the gym and this guy being there. Uh, that was one of those moments that, like, I don't think I've been starstruck since uh, because that was kind of that pinnacle for me. Um, then meeting like guys like Vitor like Elfor, who I have a very personal kind of story with. And then, just train, get an opportunity to train with guys like Mighty Mouse and stuff like that. And just um, then in Vegas, like, you know, it's like the mecca of fighters out there. So I'm training with a lot of different guys at Extreme. Uh, who was the total dick? Who was the guy that you were like, can't wait to meet you? And the guy was like, complete out. Was it, was, it, was it Dylan Dennis? Uh, Dylan Dennis was all right. Cause I, 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 I've, I've had Dylan. Uh, like somebody that was an alpha? Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't want to name I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just fighting. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm just messing with you, man. But there's a few people who brought up the same name if I dropped the same name, and he's a very yeah, well-known sure. UFC yeah, fighter. Yeah, I tell me all the time about guys who just want to do their, like, their own camps or like they won't tell you what they're doing or they go too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's every job, right? Every job's got like one of those. Well, so where can people find you? On Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, where? Um, I'm very active on Instagram and stuff like that. I like to, um, at St. Lion, S-A-I-N-T-L-I-O-N, uh, St. Lion's, I'm always posting stuff. I'm always interacting with fans. That's one of the biggest things that I try to do because, like, you know, I'm just a normal kid at the end of the day and anybody that kind of, fo- I'm trying to make as many people part of the journey. It's not like I want people to discover me when I've made it to a certain spot. I want people to see that, listen, these are the everyday struggles. This is what it takes. I've come from this and you can... Just to inspire the next generation of whatever they're chasing. And, well, you inspire uh, me, man. I, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I was talking. You inspire me, man. I pull up your stats sometimes. This is a good laugh, man. I love, I love that you go after random fans in the crowd. <laughs> you, did that, you did that at the show. You did that at the Vancouver show. Yeah, you know, hell yeah. And some girl had a birthday or something, and he just tore apart. And that, that, that was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for your time, man. I'm going to follow you. Keep following your journey, and uh, God bless Definitely. Man. And tell Russell I said hi, man. Enjoy yourself, man. So where are you guys performing? Uh, we're doing um, Mississippi. Uh, we're doing Biloxi, Mississippi on Friday, 
And they were doing the okay. MGM on, in Maryland on Saturday. Hey, okay. Awesome, man. Oh, take care, awesome. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, bye. See, parents, if your kid says he wants to drop out of school or not be an accountant or wants to be a pro fighter, listen to him. Give or her. Give him a shot. Look at this dude. 15 and 2. Killing it. He takes in kids, uh, foster kids. A nice guy. Great guy. Role model. All right? Just overall incredible person. All right. Let's talk to another guy who I like a lot. Isaac Valley Flag. Fresh off his stoppage of Melvin Gallard in bare knuckle boxing on Saturday night. This dude is the truth. Let's talk to him. Isaac Valley Flag, who uh, killed it on Saturday night, bare knuckle boxing. You're now what, 3 0? Yeah, 3 0. Uh, yeah, 3 0. With, you know, against a really game opponent now, too. Yeah, Melvin Gallard. And you guys were like best friends. You trained together. Was this over like a, like some kind of roommate nonsense? What, did you not pay rent or something? Yeah, we, we, we used to live together. Uh, there was a point in time when a lot of guys at, the, at Jackson's lived at the house that I, that I owned. And, uh, and Melvin was one of them. Leonard was another one too, you know, but, uh, uh, yeah, so we, we lived together. We know each other really well. And I, I kind of figured that was going to make for an even better fight, honestly. Yeah, no, you guys are super respectful. Now, were you surprised that he, he, uh, quit? Uh, no, you know, Man, uh, I know Melvin's hand was hurting bad. Uh, I felt like I was doing, a, you know, I knew the first round was going to be not, you know, he was going to come out throwing hard and trying to finish me. But uh, I honestly, the plan was to make him quit in the fourth round anyway. And uh, and uh, and he just didn't answer the bell for the fourth round. So uh, am I surprised? I, I'm, I don't think I'm surprised because I always want to make people quit. It's kind of my style is to grind and finish. You know, I'm not like a... Mike Tyson, one punch knockout guy, but I do, I will make somebody quit, you know? Did you see a picture of his hand afterwards? Oh, dude, it's bad, like blown up really bad. So he, he broke it pretty, pretty good. His hand looks like he has like five boners on each finger. Uh, each finger. Yeah, has, I know. And then it's just, I mean, it, it's insane. And hand looks like, it looks like a thigh. That's how bad <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh my God! Now, did you see that during the fight? Do you see how bad his hand was? I stopped you a little bit, you there, Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the fight, could you see like how bad his hand was? Well, no. So I I saw him shake it out at one point, and I kind of figured he hurt it. Um, you know, but you never know how bad it is until until a couple rounds in. You know, I I, had, I think by that point, or maybe the next round, I broke my hand too, and and uh, luckily. Uh, Luckily, I didn't feel it till till after the fight. Or you know, I mean, I knew I did something to it, but I didn't feel it till after the fight. And uh, but uh, I had no idea how bad his hand was. Oh my God! Now that was a that was a really good fight. Melvin Gillard is a tough guy. I didn't realize he was younger than you. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Fight. I'm an old man. I mean, I'm like uh, he's old in the sport. I'm just old. Dude, I'm. What do you mean? We're both forty-one. And I was like, I was, when I said you were 41, I'm like, I cannot imagine doing what you're doing uh, at 41. That's crazy. I just, I, I still love it, you know. Uh, like we've talked about, I've missed some opportunities in the past due, due to some stuff. And and, uh, and I just want to take full advantage of, of my skills while I still have the youth to do it. And I know 41 seems old, but I mean, it's useful enough to still take advantage of some things, you know. 
Oh my God. No, I mean, it was awesome. I, I was so proud of you. I was so happy for you. I think that you have the best comeback story in sports in the last two years. Like we said, you know, like a couple of years ago, there was like a warrant out for your arrest and you got arrested for robbing a bank. And, and, and now here you are uh, beating people up in bare knuckle boxing, doing undefeated. You should be so proud of yourself, man. Yeah, you know, uh, that, the big thing is that uh, I was just talking to a guy uh, on Twitter who who has some similar stuff and, and just telling him, uh, uh, you know, there's the outward stuff that I post about, but just the the uh, kind of where I'm at in my life kind of thing with, with the ability to be doing what I'm doing, considering where I was a year and a half ago is really awesome, man. It's, uh, it really is kind of like a... I hate using the word blessing, but it's a blessing for, to sound to you know without beating that term to death. You know, no, oh, it's awesome, man. It, you should you should be so proud of yourself. Now, does does your wife and kids do they come to the bare knuckle boxing events? No, uh, my wife hates it. I mean, she's she doesn't she still doesn't understand why I was doing it. She she thought one was going to be like getting it out of my system, and then I kind of fell in love with it. And uh, and now she's just like, I'm not going to any of your fights. I'll watch them at home. But, uh, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. She still supports me, but she doesn't understand it, which is, uh, you know, whatever. Come on. I mean, this is like, first of all, there's an argument that it's safer than, than like, MMA, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's safer than MMA, but that's still saying that's like, what's better, cutting yourself with a knife or a box cutter, you know? Right. Well, meth is safer than crack, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you know, I mean, <laughs> same kind of argument. What, what's better, being an idiot or being a bigger idiot? You know. <laughs> now, last time we talked, the guys over at Greg Jackson, there was some hard feelings. They, they, you guys, you, you, you're rough out with them. Have, have you guys made up? Is everybody cool? Uh, you know, I've talked to some of the guys over there, and, and I don't know if it's rough. I think they're again more more shock. Uh, than anything and some some repair that I have to do and I've done some of that you know with some guys uh, you know but just like anything it's kind of like uh, you know 10 years in 10 years out kind of a thing it's going to take just as long to repair some stuff as it is to to, to damage it so uh, you know I, I I'm good with it you know I know nothing happens right away I mean just like anything else in life and and that's kind of the one of the fighting, one of the lessons of fighting, right? Like you teach kids how to wrestle, and, and you know more than anything if you're not dedicated to to something, whether it's wrestling or or your, in my case, recovery or school or whatever. It's you're not going to get better at it, and it's you know this. Yeah, is but come on, man! If they can forgive John Jones for all of his shenanigans, <laughs> uh, they could yeah. do for. I'm sure, I'm sure they would. They will. You know, I mean, it's uh, a lot of it is. Uh, I just haven't gone back around just because it's, you know, I've been super busy and, and, uh, but I've seen a lot of guys and they're, you know, they're, I don't think there's as many hard feelings as I like to make think there is in my head kind of, you know, but, uh, it is what it is. Now, how do you train bare knuckle boxing? I mean, do you, do you have the wraps off and you, I mean, do you just punch with the wraps on? No, we, we, I, I, I do the same stuff that I would for boxing because your hands are important, but then, you know, you do some, some fist conditioning stuff and, and, Obviously, like when we're working the clinch, which I think is uh, one of the things that you don't work as much in boxing. But I, you know, that was one of my favorite places in MMA, and I think we, you know, you saw it this weekend. So there is some differences, but boxing is, you know, it's boxing is boxing, and and we do a lot of boxing and then work some clinch stuff. Uh, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's I honestly I was I watched the Saturday night. 
And then I watched bare knuckle boxing and I, I hate to say it. I was more entertained by bare knuckle boxing on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, good. I mean, like, you know, not, nothing against UFC. I love MMA, but good because it's good to see the sport grow. You know, uh, I did feel kind of bad for Leonard Garcia. He, he got steamrolled. Oh yeah, man. That was, that was hard. Leonard's I love Leonard, man. He's a great dude. Uh, he's a friend of mine. And that was really, really hard to watch, you know. Um, you know, hats off to hats off to uh, Jim for for the win, but it's, it's hard watching a buddy lose like that, you know. Now it doesn't look like he's in the best of condition. Uh, is that on purpose or? You mean uh, uh, conditioning wise? Well, he's. he's I mean, he, he looks like he, he looks like he has like a like back, back, I remember when he had like a, a six pack. And now he, yeah, he's we, like it looks like he's kind of like like a like a mini Daniel Cormier. Well, he kind of he went up a weight class, so he's fighting at ten pounds heavier than he used to. You know, right. uh, Leonard's like fighting weight class was one forty five back in the day, and now he's at and that and now he's doing fifty five, sixty five pounds. So, you know, there's going to be a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of pudge. I think that I have a little bit of pudge, but just the boxing cup covers it up, luckily. <laughs> Got it, got it, got it. Now, who do you like this week? Who do you think? Uh, Daniel Cormier or Stipe Miocic? Did they fight this weekend, or is that next this weekend coming up? That's this Saturday night. Uh, I so here I like both guys personally. I like Miocic. He's a, I mean, he's a good dude. So is DC. Um, you know, they're both super good athletes. It's uh, man, DC. You can't. I mean, Miocic is is really good, and so is DC. And and I. You know, every time I think DC just always usually puts people wrong, and uh, I hate calling it against Miocic because he's a good dude, but I think DC is going to win. I I don't know, man. I think that maybe Miocic overlooked the guy's punching power in the first one, and then now he's prepared. That he I think I don't think he thought he could have really hurt him in the first, and then he did. He obviously knocked him out, but I think it's going to be a different Stepe this time. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, like I said, I think Stipe is a great athlete and a, and, and a good dude, and uh, and I'd like to see him. I mean, I like watching him win just because he is such a good dude. Uh, DC is just, you know, I mean, DC is just DC, you know. I mean, he, the dude's, other than John Jones, who seems to be his kryptonite, the dude's a beast, you know. Was there anybody that you fought that you were like, this guy can't hurt me, and then he just rocked you? Uh, no. I always go and thinking this guy's gonna hurt me really bad, and then it's not as bad as it seems. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go to the hospital probably. This is stupid, and then it's not like nearly that bad. That that was the case with Melvin, honestly, too. Who's the best guy you ever fought? Uh, was it Eve Edwards? Yeah, I would say Eve's. You know, uh, it, it, you know, there's hard punchers, and then there's good fighters, and Eve's is probably the best fighter I fought. Uh, like, I still just, I mean, I admire Eve's to this day uh because of i mean because of the fighter that he is you know uh he's still one of my all-time favorite fighters and and, and people so i think eves is the best fighter i think i've got beat by guys who aren't as good as eves but uh but eves is the best fighter i fought and, and that's including takanori gomi yeah gomi's yes yes for sure uh i, I think if i had i think i would beat gomi if we fought Again, you know, uh, like I said, there was ex- I was pretty, I was in a bad way when we fought Gomi. I'm not trying to make excuses, but I think I would, I would beat him if we fought again. And and uh, uh, you know, Eves is just Eves is a pimp, you know. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Now, also this week, Anthony Pettis is fighting Nate Diaz. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, Pettis seems to be like at 170 seems to be killing it. I like uh, I like I like that matchup just because it's because it's Diaz and Pettis. I like both. I like watching both of Diaz's fight. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the trash talk, but I like their attitudes going into a fight. I mean, those guys are fighters, fighters. You know. Uh, and, but I, I, man, I, I think Pettis has a ton of tools that Diaz might not have, uh, and it seems to be like he's got like a, a new fire um, in him. So I think Pettis is gonna is gonna take that one. Wow! All right, all right. So also, Derek my... Brunson taking on Ian Heinish. You know Derek Brunson? Oh yeah, I love Brunson. He's that's my homie. So I I'm always pulling for Brunson no matter what. He's fighting a guy that was actually. This guy, Ian Heinish, he was, he got arrested for having like, like 15 pounds of ecstasy on him, but he like fled the country, but ended up in, uh, then he ended up in, in Europe. And then he was, he, he took, the family took him in, he was, he was homeless and he was dealing Coke to Columbia in his asshole and little like, uh, balloons. And then he ended up going to this like Turkish prison or something, or, uh, some prison where he became captain of the wrestling team in prison. And then they got mad because he was an American. So then he became captain of the of the kickboxing team. Then they, they kicked him out of the country. He went back to the U.S., got arrested at Rikers, was about to get, like, beat up by a bunch of gangs. And then uh, his mom bailed him out of prison. So he's a guy fighting. Yeah, that guy, that's probably, he's got, like, one of the, like, I have a fairly crazy story, but I've never been to a Turkish prison. So that dude is, like, that's fucking something else, man, you know? Did you have to... been, like, Go on. I mean, like I've I've got some real fucking crazy shit stories, but like anytime that you're like in a Turkish prison, that wins no matter what, hands down, right? How long were you actually in jail for? Uh just for a few days. So uh, anybody mess with you with anything there or no? No, uh, I I always I always keep to myself. I actually broke up a fight in jail. I'm like the guy who like outside of outside of uh fighting, I'm trying to break up fights. I'm like the can't we all just get along guy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Also Rafael Santiago taking on Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, that Sanhagen kid is super tough, right? He's the one who got caught in an arm bar and like got his arm broken in like sixteen places and kept fighting a while yeah, ago or something. Exactly. Yeah. That that being said, Haf is I mean Rafael is a I mean he's a He's a stud, and I think Rafael. I've always liked Rafael and liked his style. Uh, you know, Rafael is another guy who I think is is we haven't seen his full potential, or it seems like he hasn't gotten to his full potential. But I think he wins for sure. And then your girl Jody Escobar is fighting too. Yeah, always pulling for Jody. Um, she's you know she's a great fighter. She's super tough, uh, and she's got really good stand up. So. Uh, hope to see Jody pull that one out. Now, when like your wife and you were in a fight, she was mad at you for all that stuff you were on. You were on drugs, this and that. Any girls at the gym? Were they any of them like see you at like your weak point and try to come on to you? No, I'm too ugly and and you know too loyal to my wife. Uh, so I'm I'm just uh, I'm not that guy. You know. Oh, okay. I, think I got lucky enough with lucky enough with my wife that uh, that I don't don't want to fuck that up. All right, so none of the, none of the groupies came out of the woodwork, and they're like, "Hey, listen, you know, we know it's not going right. Maybe you know, if you want a blowy to make you feel better." <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, also September seventh in Abu Dhabi, 
Khabib taking on Dustin Poirier. Yeah, man. Um, man, Khabib is Khabib, but uh, I like Dustin. Dustin's such a good dude, and uh, I don't, you know, I know he works his ass off, uh, and he believe, he's still confident in himself, you know, that that uh, I, I just want to see him win just because of the kind of person that Dustin is. You know, the dude's a super, super good dude. Like the stuff that he's doing with that Diamond, I think it's called Diamond Foundation or whatever. Um, I mean, just the stuff that he's doing, the dude's just awesome, you know. So I hope, you know, Khabib's a stud, but I really hope Dustin wins. And then September 14th, uh, we got Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Yeah, I'm always, always pulling for Donald. Always. I'll never, I don't care if it seems like a bad pick, but I'll never pick against Donald. Now, did you, did you kind of feel like you were awkward in the middle, like when that stuff was going on with Cerrone and, and the gym, or were you already out of the gym when all that stuff happened? Uh, I was already out of the gym, so, you know, it's a bummer to watch it happen, though, because uh, Donald, Donald's always been a strong part of the gym, no matter what, and uh, it sucked to watch it happen, but, uh, you know, I'm always Team Donald, no matter what. Nice, nice. And then who do you want to fight next in your bare knuckle box? Uh, I'll fight, I mean, anybody at 55 or 65. There's some, you know, that I know Jason Knight was supposed to fight Leonard, and he got injured, so maybe if he gets better, I'd like to fight him just because I think that'd be a fun matchup. Yeah, that's a good fight. What, what, what about the guy that's just Garcia? Uh, yeah, I'll fight Jim. I mean, again, like I said the other night after my thing, I'll fight anybody at 55 and 65 before, besides Leonard, you know? Uh I feel like I'm really built for this bare knuckle stuff, you know. Uh, I just came out. I mean, I just fought one of arguably the hardest punchers in who was, you know, in the sport of MMA for a while in our weight, and uh, and he didn't do anything to me, and he was trying to, you know. I mean, he was trying to knock my head off in the first round, and he couldn't. Um, so, you know, I'll I'll fight anybody bare knuckle right now. I feel like it's, it's a sport for me, and uh, and whoever whoever's out there, bring it, you know. Have you ever been robbed in a uh, fight or knocked out? No, uh, I think Takanori Gomi came close to to uh, like he made the world kind of start to come in, get small, and then come back. You see me, I give him the thumbs up after he did it to me in the fight, uh, and that's the closest I've come to being, I think, hurt. So wow. you know, so I like your head made to this. Yeah, I mean, I got a thick like Cro-Magnon head or something. I don't know. That one punch was insane on that bare knuckle card. The fight, like oh I think it was God. right before yours. Yeah, that Caleb Harris kid. He he uh, he dropped a, a Hawaiian kid. I mean, like dirty, dirty. Oh my God! I mean, that guy was hurt like from the from the get go, from the jump. That that kid was just not all there. But then he just got. That was one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was that was bad, man. That was like, uh, you know, that I watched that kid. He was cutting a lot of weight, and I wonder how much of that had to do with the, the how dirty the knockout was. But it was like that was one of those knockouts that like you never recover from, you know? Oh my god! Yeah, that was it was, and he was knocked out before he would hit the, hit the hit the ground, and he got knocked out like six times before that. I was wondering maybe the the rest just stopped this because it didn't seem yeah. like it was even competitive after a certain point. Yeah, you, you know, I didn't see all, I didn't see the whole fight because I was in the back warming up. But like, that was a after seeing the fight, so they brought that kid was in my locker room and and they brought him back and I was like, get him the fuck out of here because he was still like 
I mean, he was still didn't know where he was in the locker room and, and all kinds of shit. And I was, I just felt bad for the kid, you know? Oh God. Yeah. That was rough. That was, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Well, but, you know, we, we, we all know what we sign up for and that's a possibility every time, you know, but you're getting paid well for this. You're happy. You're, you're having fun. Yeah. I especially wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't having fun. Cause fuck Jesus, this is a brutal sport, you know? No, I'm, I mean, you're sober, you're having fun, you're doing well, you're a role model, your kids love you, your wife loves you, the fans love you. Yeah, I mean, that's... Any more t-shirts? Because I think I, I, I like Warrior Ike for president, like, way out. I know, we're, I think we're going to start doing some more I Like Ike shirts, or maybe doing some other ones. Uh, maybe Ike we'll, Bear and uh, Uncle Boxing, you've you got you to do like an Ike BKB shirt. Well, yeah, we might do like a... Uh, uh, iron Ike thing. I, I guess oh, I like iron. So I love it. Iron yeah. Ike. Oh, I yeah. would rock the fuck out of that, dude. Oh man, Cub, that'd be great. Cub, Cub gave me that moniker a while ago, and it seems like it sticks with the kind of hard head that I have. So I think we're going with Iron Ike. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know what's good about this though is that like you're doing bare knuckle boxing, your wife hates it, but you you could be like, I could be doing meth right now, or heroin. Yeah, yeah. you set the bar I'm, so low. <laughs> great you want this or heroin come on take your pick. <laughs> yeah, you, right i mean you can like at least i'm not doing heroin i mean right i mean that's so that's you know that's good yeah right god my wife's a goddamn saint man <laughs> oh yeah yeah kiss your wife dude kiss yeah wife. i will for sure but she, we we joke about that shit all the time because it, it, it i mean like we make fun of it at this point it's like it's not a funny the whole thing isn't funny, right? But I mean, like, if you can't laugh at it sometimes, then fuck. I mean, you can just think about how serious it is. So, so what's there, the point? Right. All... You have to laugh at it. Yeah. Don't take yourself too seriously. Just yeah. and know that you came out on the right side. I mean, look, look at you. You're clean. You're sober. You're kicking ass. Yeah, and and she likes that part. She's loving it. So it's you know, it, so there's always like, hey, I could always be doing meth and heroin. You take your pick, though. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for doing the show. Uh, I will talk Thanks to you Thanks for having soon. me on, Adam. You're the best, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.